The Productive Woman, Episode 84. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Welcome again and and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to try to respond to a question I've received from several listeners over the last few months about how our emotions can impact our productivity and a few ideas of, of how we can manage that. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 84. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And I'll share a little more about that later on in the show. But right now, uh, this, this idea was inspired, I guess, by the fact a friend recently posted a question on social media asking folks what they do to get out of a funk when they're, you know, in a funk. And it got me thinking about emails I've received from several of you over the past few months. I've been honored to receive emails from some of you, sometimes just offering feedback on the show, which I appreciate so much. But several have shared personal struggles and the way that difficult emotions can make it hard for them to stay productive. And I can totally relate to that. I get there. You know, it, it just happened at the time that my friend was um, had, had posted that question in social media. I was just kind of going through a similar thing. And when we're talking about a funk, um, you know, it's just kind of being down and, and, and not feeling at the top of your game. And so it was timely for me. And like I said, it got me thinking about talking about it on the show and doing a little research that I thought maybe I could share with you. Certainly some of the responses that um, people uh, gave to my friend's post were helpful. But like I said, I I did a bunch of research as well because it's what I do. So let's talk about moods or, you know, when we're down and, and there are different levels of what I'll call sadness in general or just being down. And maybe at the the lower end of the spectrum is this idea of just kind of being in a funk, in a down in the dumps for a day, a week, maybe longer. Um, one writer that I, as I was researching, described it as not depressed, but listless, purposeless, unable to motivate myself and caring about very little. And for a short period of time, you know, we we all go through that at various times. So that's one thing where you can't really point to anything in particular that's got you feeling kind of bummed, but that's just kind of the, the frame of mind you're in. Another situation may be where you're discouraged or down about something in particular, we all go through those times in our life where something has happened, uh, whether it's in a relationship or a job or, you know, any number of things can cause us to feel kind of discouraged and down. There are uh, other specific kinds of things, you know, something like seasonal affective disorder, which um, you may have heard of that. And I, I wanted to find a, a definition It's something I've known about um, for a while, but I, I've 
read an article from the National Institute of Mental Health that de described it as a as a form of depression, and they uh, characterized it um, or, or said that it is characterized by the onset of depression during the winter months when there's less natural sunlight. And it generally lifts and gets better in the spring and summer when the days are longer and there's more sunshine. So that's why it, you know, was kind of identified as seasonal affective disorder. It's it's something we some of us experience. Some of us are more sensitive to those to that lack of sunlight during the winter months. There are also what I would call temporary hormonal disruptions. And certainly, I'm sure men go through some of these things as well. But women, we know we have those hormonal seasons of life, whether it's PMS or the baby blues or perimenopause. And, and sometimes they can be triggered, hormonal disruptions can be triggered by stress or by illness. So these are things what I, that I would call temporary um, that can be dealt with, you know, they're confined to particular times. And certainly at the far end of the spectrum is true depression. And there's a lot of research out there about that. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it because that's really not what I was trying to address on this show. But it's certainly worth um, taking a look at and thinking about. One article I read says that each year depression affects at least 10 million people. I thought it was interesting that depression, as it's you know defined by mental health professionals, is more common among women than men. And women experience it differently. Uh, women typically have sim symptoms of sadness or worthlessness or guilt, whereas men are, who are suffering from depression are more likely to be very tired, irritable. They may lose interest in activities they once enjoyed and have trouble sleeping. And, and uh, you know, anybody who's dealing with true depression may have any number of those symptoms. And I do want to spend a couple minutes... Um, just because I think it's worth looking at this, some of the symptoms of depression, and again, we're talking about clinical depression as it's defined by mental health professionals, are a persistent sad or, or empty mood, a, a feeling of just, you know, kind of nothingness, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, loss of interest or pleasure in ordinary activities, feelings of guilt or worthlessness or helplessness, De decreased energy, fatigue, being just kind of feeling slowed down, thoughts of death or suicide, and, and even in some cases suicide attempts. Sleep disturbances are a, can be a symptom of depression, whether it's insomnia, uh, waking very, very early in the morning, or sleeping too much, irritability that goes on and on, eating disturbances and either a loss of appetite and loss of weight or, or weight gain and, and overeating, uh, excessive crying, difficulty concentrating or remembering or making decisions, and, and sometimes physical symptoms, chronic aches and pains that simply don't respond to any known treatment. Now, any one of us could feel any of those things from time to time, but for people who are feeling it... Um, persistently, as, as one term was used, where it goes on and on and it doesn't seem to respond to any changes in circumstances or, or any other efforts to um, deal with it, Th that person may be depressed. And whether it's you or someone you know, 
uh, it may be worth looking into getting some help for it. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But that's the, you know, what I would call the, the one end of the spectrum and the other one being just this sort of down in the dumps in a funk, so to speak. Either way, these emotions are real. They are certainly real and feel real to the person who's experiencing them, whether, you know, if it's us, been there, you know, felt that. What causes it? Well, and this is mostly I'm going to talk a little more about depression, but some of it relates to even the sort of lesser things. Uh, people who suffer from clinical depression typ typically have either too little or too much of a certain brain chemical called neurotransmitters. Some of these things, you know, some of them like serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. So these are chemicals, changes in these chemicals can affect our mood and if they're to, to, to beyond a certain degree can cause or contribute to depression. Maybe to a lesser degree can leave us feeling just kind of bummed out. Um, there are cognitive causes. Those of us who um, develop negative thinking patterns, who are pessimistic or have low self-esteem, who worry too much, or feel that we have no control over our life events are more likely to suffer from these, you know, these varying degrees of sadness and and all the way to depression. There, uh, according to some of the materials I read, there is a genetic predisposition, perhaps, for depressive type illnesses, um, but it, it's not necessarily a precondition. Certainly, difficult life events can cause us to feel sad, um, to feel bummed, to feel um, all the way to that the, the extent of depression if it goes on for a long time. So losing a loved one or dealing with financial problems, moving to a new home or starting a new job can contribute to these sorts of things. And uh, at least in terms of uh, depression, there are there there is evidence that it is more likely to occur with certain physiological illnesses such as stroke, heart disease, cancer, uh, Parkinson's disease, diabetes, thyroid anemia, and hormonal disorders. So those sorts of things um, can have kind of a side effect of depression to varying degrees. So there, there are lots of different reasons why we feel the way we do. Um, you know, looking at the biology of it, if, if you're in a funk, so let's just go back to the sort of more lower level, uh, assuming it's not a clinical depression type diagnosis. Even if we're just feeling kind of bummed and it's maybe hung around and we've been kind of down in the dumps for a few days or a week or more, there may be biological reasons for it. And so there are some questions you can ask yourself. And there, um, some of these came from some articles that I read. And, and the show notes for this episode will have links to various articles that were really helpful to me and might be of interest to you. So if you're, if you're feeling like this and it's gone on for more than a day or so, Look at the physiological causes or possibilities. Are you getting enough sleep and, and the right, you know, decent quality of sleep? Are you eating well and keeping your blood sugar levels stable? Uh, there may be a, a reason to look at a vitamin D deficiency. 
you know, and this kind of ties to the seasonal affective disorder where you're not getting enough sunshine, you may also be deficient in vitamin D. Have you been stressing your liver with too much, uh, too much alcohol or really highly processed foods? That can uh, cause these sort of sadness and, and, you know, moods and things like that. Have you been dieting and, or, or otherwise simply not eating enough, not getting sufficient calories? If we are not fueling our bodies well, uh, it will depress us in the sense of it, it will affect our moods. There is very much a science behind our moods, and I'm not going to go into all the detail, but there was a really interesting article that I read um, that um, I'll put a link in the show notes. It was called How to Snap Out of a Funk, and it's, it, it, there was, it talked a little bit about the science behind it. So there may be biological reasons for the moods we have. Sometimes it's just the, you know, the, a normal phase of life. We, uh, we, we aren't, we're not always up and peppy and happy and, and bouncing around singing songs all the time. It's, um, I, I'm not sure human beings are meant to be that way. There's a, an ebb and a flow. There's a, you know, there are ups and downs in life. I read, uh, one article on the um, tinybuddha.com website that uh, was really interesting like that. And there was a quote from that that I wanted to share. Uh, That article said, our minds are like oceans, like the tides, thoughts come in and then retreat back. When your mind is stuck, the ebb and flow of your thoughts may all be negative. Each new thought makes the negativity even stronger, creating a snowball effect. So it happens that we go through that season of life, but we can, it can become this self-perpetuating problem we, because we focus on the negative. Uh, but it is a normal part of life at times to, uh, you know, just be not up. There may be, though, uh, underlying issues that are contributing to the moods and the, 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 the feeling down, being in a funk. And that's worth looking at. I mean, are you avoiding dealing with some situational or emotional issues? Is there something going on in your life that's contributing to you feeling kind of down and, and, and you know, borderline depression maybe? Ignoring those things doesn't make them go away, and so they need to be dealt with. Instead of ignoring them, we need to acknowledge them, and we'll talk uh, later on about some ways of dealing with those things that may be contributing to your feeling, you know, less than joyful. And look at whether there are hormonal causes and cures. As I said earlier, particularly among women, our bodies are very cyclical. Our hormones uh, have a huge effect on how we feel about life in general. And there are seasons of life where those situations um, those hormonal changes can really contribute to us not feeling our, like ourselves even, uh, whether it's postpartum, uh, the huge hormonal changes during that period of time, or during our, our monthly cycle, whether it's premenstrual syndrome or some variant of it. One article reported a study that was saying over 85% of women report some kind of symptoms in the week before they get their period. And so um, it, you know, that may be a factor in why you're feeling the way you're feeling. 
uh, there was an interesting article or a video that I saw in doing my research uh, about this topic that I uh, will try and share in the show notes for this episode. So again, lots of reasons why we may feel the way we feel, whether it's biology or situational or, or whatever. And how does it affect us when we're kind of down? Whether it's just the you know, short-term funk or a longer-term clinical depression, it certainly affects our work. Um, WebMD had an article that's, that referred to a study that said employers lose an estimated $44 billion per year due to workers with depression. Um, and, and at whatever end of the spectrum you are, those kinds of things uh, can cause an inability to concentrate, um, working more slowly than usual. There's just a general loss of productivity when we're feeling down and um, sad. It certainly affects our relationships. It's hard to be a positive and supportive friend or partner when you're feeling down. Uh, One article I read that I thought was so interesting, it mentioned a poll in which 67% of the respondents said they felt miserable when their partner has mood swings. And, uh, you know, I just thought that was interesting. Our moods uh, and just, you know, living life, you know that our moods affect the moods of the people we're close to. Um, I read a report of one study that explored how emotions were linked between romantic partners, and it showed a really interesting difference between how men and women experienced conversations about important life issues in, in, uh, depending on their moods and that sort of thing. And, um, what the doctor who was reporting on this said is, and I'm going to quote here, when a man's partner was more positive, he became more positive. And when she became more negative, he also became more negative. So for men, they seem to follow in line with what their partner's feeling. For women, though, when her partner was less positive, she tended to be more positive. And when he was more negative, she tended to be less negative. So this research is that men tend to synchronize their mood with the partner that they're with and follow that emotional tone, whereas women tend to try to regulate the mood more actively by, you know, so if, if the, the husband or the, the male partner was feeling down, the woman would try to bring him up by being more positive. And I just thought that was very interesting. Um, so our moods, good, bad, or otherwise, do affect our relationships. And, and sadness or uh, being in a funk, <laughs> being depressed... It certainly affects our motivation. It's hard to feel motivated to do the things we need or want to do. We we lack energy and we act uh, we lack focus when when our mood is on the negative side. So what can we do about it? Well, we've talked about this some on and off in some past episodes. In in episode fifteen, we talked about dealing with discouragement. And in episode thirty six. We talked about how to stay productive during life storms. And then more recently in episode 46, we talked about 10 ways to improve your mood. And so those are some resources you can go back to either to, to check the show notes to see what's there or to re-listen to the episode if you ha- or listen to it if you haven't heard that yet. 
But I'm going to just throw out some ideas that I had, some ways that I try to deal with it when I'm feeling kind of bummed out, uh, and some ideas that I got from some of the research. And uh, hopefully some of these will be helpful to you. So, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is to talk to someone. Um, there's a temptation when we're kind of down in the dumps and sad to to just hide out. But sometimes making real human connection is what it will take to snap us out of it. So consider making a phone call or meeting a friend for coffee. I don't think social media is necessarily going to do this for it. I know it doesn't for me. Um, and I, I think, you know, face-to-face connection or at least voice-to-voice in a, a telephone call or something can make a huge difference to sort of bring us back out of that mood and, and feeling more positive about life. Certainly um, take some time to explore the underlying issues that might be affecting your mood negatively. Um, you know, journal about them. Uh, one writer su- suggested starting with the feeling. Start with, you know, so get your journal out, whether it's handwritten or computer or whatever, and start with a feeling. So she, the, this writer said, say, I feel disappointed, or whatever your feeling is, but say, I feel disappointed. Then go a little deeper. I feel disappointed about and talk about it. And then keep going deeper and getting right down to the root of it. Um, And this writer said, don't be afraid to identify whatever it is that you're angry, sad, scared, or frustrated about. These feelings are valid and they need to be acknowledged before they can then be released. We tend to try to stay busy and sort of push these things, you know, unpleasant emotions away, but they're going to come back eventually. And that may be what drives these, um, sad days, the, the, you know, kind of down days. So take the time to sit and, and think about what is it, identify the feeling you're feeling and what it is you're feeling it about and keep thinking through why. Consider uh, morning pages. If you're going through a season of life when you're kind of feeling um, distracted or discouraged or down, um, morning pages are a tool that was championed by Julia Cameron, who's the author of a book called The Artist's Way. And she suggests writing, uh, basically morning pages are you, you write three pages by hand, first thing in the morning. You just write whatever comes to mind. It's not This is not to be you know, great creating art. It's just whatever's on your mind. Um, and, uh, it's a way of clearing your mind and releasing those things that may be clouding your thinking and bringing your down, you down. Tim Ferriss, who is the author of, well, of several things, but he's well known for a book called the, the four hour work week. He also advocates this as a regular process And he says, morning pages don't need to solve your problems. They simply need to get them out of your head where they'll otherwise bounce around all day like a bullet ricocheting inside your skull. Julia Cameron herself has said said this, um, and I'm quoting here, once we get those muddy, maddening, confusing thoughts like nebulous worries, jitters, and preoccupations on the page, we face our day with clearer eyes. So that may be a practice you want to take up of doing these morning pages. It's kind of the first thing you do, uh, handwritten, just three pages of whatever's on your mind, and get it out there where you can look at it and let it go. Another approach would be to maybe write yourself a letter. If you're feeling down and bummed, 
what would you say to your best friend if she was feeling the way you're feeling now? And say that to yourself. Write that letter to yourself. If you can't find words to describe or to articulate what's bothering you, try creating something artistic. If, if you have an artistic bent, uh, draw or paint or sculpt, make a mud pie, uh, do an interpretive dance, play at the piano, something artistic to sort of feel the feelings and express the feelings that you're having. But it's all about kind of getting in there and, and exploring what it is that you're feeling, really looking at the feelings feeling them, and then being able to to let them go. Uh, Another approach might be to clear your space, do some decluttering or clean the bathroom or the kitchen. Taking control of your physical surroundings in some way can boost your mood because it gives you a feeling of control over your life. Sometimes when we're feeling down, it's because we're having a hard time processing things that are coming at us that feel like they're beyond our control. And so there's something to be said for taking um, taking control over your physical space and um, decluttering, clearing out room to maybe let those thoughts that are cluttering your mind out there to sort themselves out. So consider that. Definitely take care of yourself. I mean, if especially if what's causing you or contributing to you feeling down and, and kind of in that funk, if it's a physiological thing, if you're, you know, you're just physically not well, then give yourself a break and, um, you know, pamper yourself a little bit, go to bed early and, you know, huddle under the covers with a cup of tea and I, you know, something like that. But self-care is important when you're in those, uh, stages of life. Sometimes you have to just give yourself permission to just be in that funk for a specific period of time. So give yourself a specific time frame of, I'm just going to feel this uh, and, and let myself kind of go into it. I have a playlist in iTunes called Songs for When I'm Sad. And sometimes I will just, you know, I'm, I need to feel the sadness for whatever reason, even if I don't know what the cause is. Uh, One of my doctors many years ago said that tears are a way of cleansing impurities from our system and they are necessary. Um, And so, you know, go ahead and cry if you need to. He was pretty cool about that. Um, One article that I read, I thought, you know, had the same kind of idea. And this this writer said, and I'm going to quote this because I just just think this is a really good idea sometimes. To, and she said, give into it for a time. Make an appointment with yourself to be in your funk and to explore those feelings. Uh, in the past, this writer said, making a mixtape or CD of songs that I felt embodied my emotional state helped me. I listened to that music and felt those feelings until they eased. And this, the writer says, this is the opposite of the advice most of us get. Most of the time people tell us, you know, if you're feeling sad, play some upbeat music and dance it out. And and sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we need to feel the feelings. And this writer goes on to say, my go-to is often to clear my schedule, ask for the space I need from my family, buy myself some flowers and take a hot bath. There may be weeping, There may may be a sad movie. There may be some chocolate cake involved. 
Whatever feels right to you for nurturing yourself and allowing yourself to be where you're at is what you need. But I think that, and and I absolutely agree, sometimes you just need to kind of huddle in and let yourself cry. Um, But it's important, I think, to place limits on that, to say, this this Saturday afternoon, I'm just going to be sad, and I'm going to let myself feel this and experience this, and then I'm going to move on. Uh, another uh, a psychology today article said often simply becoming aware of what we're feeling helps us helps prevent us from being swallowed by it even if you feel powerless to break out of a funk just admitting to yourself that you're in one can be helpful and even help you appreciate it for if we never experienced funks any joy we'd feel wouldn't be quite as sweet uh, and I thought that was really a, an important thing to think about. Again, going back to what I said earlier, this is part of life, the ups and downs and the cycles of life. And joy is more joyful when you know what it's like to be sad. So sometimes you just got to let yourself feel it. On the other hand, if it's gone on long enough, maybe the way to deal with it for you is to do something fun or find a way of la- uh, a way to laugh you know, watch your favorite comedy, uh, movie or TV show, hang out with a really happy, upbeat preschooler, play some upbeat music if that will help you. Uh, lots of folks recommend getting outside to nature. So for me, you know, on uh, if the weather's nice, just having the windows open and the breeze blowing through and hearing the birds and stuff can just help my mood tremendously. But if you can, get outside and go for a walk in a park or even a sometimes a, a, a real pretty cemetery. I know that sounds kind of morbid, but I, I think of that because in the, the apartment where I we are during the week here, uh, across the street behind us is a, a cemetery, and it's very um, wooded, and, and it's just pretty. And I've often thought about sneaking in there just to walk around and enjoy the quietness. But... Uh, so that's something to do, getting outside and getting into nature. We talked in a previous episode about how science tells us that giving our brains a break from processing all the modern day inputs inputs is very necessary and very healthy. And uh, plus, exercising in general reoxygenates the brain, helps us to think better and think more clearly. So when when we're feeling down and bummed, there is some great benefit to getting outside and taking, you know, just breathing deeply of the fresh air and getting some exercise and getting your heart rate up. So, you know, exercise in general will help. It boosts those feel-good chemicals in your system, and it can also burn off stress that might be contributing to those sad or, or down feelings. Another thing we can do, and this is a little harder for me anyway, maybe it's not for you, but we can choose to think different thoughts. What we think about creates the emotions we feel, and we can choose what we think about. We, we've talked about this in the past, and that, that um, we really have that ability. We can't always choose our circumstances, and we certainly can't choose necessarily what our hormones are, are doing to us, but we can choose what we think about, and in so doing, we can affect the, what we're feeling. I often have to ask myself, why do I keep thinking about that thing that makes me feel so bad? You know, when I find myself 
kind of spiraling down because I'm remembering or thinking about a situation or a friend who's betrayed me or a sad thing that's happened and I'm feeling worse and worse, sometimes you have to take that step back and say, hey, Laura, you know, what the heck? Why, why do you want to keep thinking about that when it makes you feel so lousy? Why not choose to think something else? And so, you know, similarly, we can learn to coach ourselves. You may have a, a life coach that you work with or a counselor or a therapist, but we can learn to coach ourselves um, through some of these things. Understanding that you know, we're setting aside a true medical or physiological condition that might be causing this. Other than that, our emotions come from what we think about. So if you're feeling sad... You could ask yourself, what thoughts am I thinking that are causing me to feel this way? And work your way through those thoughts. Deal with the issues, feel the feelings, but then ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And what are the thoughts that would make me feel that way? So if you're feeling sad because... Um, you know, I, I mean, I can use the example of, for me, that a, a friendship that I really valued ended... Um, the, toward the end of last year in a pretty unpleasant way. And I can find myself thinking about that and feeling worse and worse the more I think about it. But I don't want to feel bad. And so I can, you know, feel the sadness, feel the loss, feel the embarrassment, uh, whatever the feeling may be. But then I can say to myself, okay, Laura, what do you want to feel? I want to feel joyful. I want to feel invigorated. I want to feel at peace. All right. So what do I need to think about? What thoughts do I need to have that will help me feel um, joyful and invigorated and at, at peace? And I can, you know, you can journal these things and, and write out the list and then practice thinking those thoughts that make you feel better. And so I can think about, um, you know, the husband I have who has stood by me and been faithful to me and encouraged me and supported me in all the, you know, goofy things I want to do. I can think about how I have, you know, my my adult kids who are healthy and strong and happy and, and you know, my grandchildren. I can think about any number of things about that will change my mood. And you can do that too. And I'm not talking about ignoring reality. I am way too much of a realist for that. But there is real truth in the idea that we create our reality by what we choose to think about, what we focus our attention on. We talked about this a little bit back in episode 79 when we were talking about attention. There is science behind the fact that what we focus on becomes a part of who we are. Um, that tiny Buddha article that I mentioned earlier said, even if you have to fake it at first, you can teach your mind to ignore negative thoughts. The mind works both ways. The flow of thought can be a snowball of positive ener energy too. Uh, there's an old Greek, um, ancient Greek philosopher who said, people's minds are not disturbed by events, but by their own judgments on events. And uh, more recently... Martha Washington, the for the wife of the first president of the United States, it was quoted as saying, the greater part of our happiness or misery depends upon our dispositions and not upon our circumstances. 
So we can choose what to think about and thereby affect how we feel. One way we can choose to think better and feel better is to express gratitude. Start a list of things you're grateful for um, and then express it in the sense of, I mean, literally write those things down and say them out loud to yourself. Or think of someone you can say thank you to. There is probably someone in your life, I know there are people in my life that have been such a, a support and a blessing to me and we don't always think to to say thank you, to go find those people and say, hey, you, what you did made a difference for me, and I, I'm grateful. Sometimes just getting outside of our own head for a while, get the focus off ourselves. go do something kind for someone else, that can help raise our mood. Sometimes I listen to certain podcasts that help me get a better perspective when I'm feeling really down, and I've mentioned before um, there's a life coach named Brooke Castillo. Never met her, don't know her, but I just stumbled on her podcast and really find uh, uh, her helpful in me sort of turning my thinking around. A very recent episode of hers talked listeners through a process of dealing with the emotions that come when something really lousy happens. She calls it when something sucks. And I'll put the link in the show notes uh, for that. But it was really helpful to me. And she really gives you kind of a, gives us a step-by-step process to take yourself through dealing with when something lousy happens. So I found a lot of help there. Uh, But again, it's all about uh, turning your thinking around. Um, Another way to do that is to reminisce about happy memories. So pull out photos and look at them. Journal about your proudest moments. Uh, I've read that that boosts serotonin, which is one of those feel-good chemicals. There's an article in Forbes.com that I'll link to in the show notes where they say, uh, and I'm quoting here, connecting to a previous win reminds you that life has ups and downs and that you are capable and deserving of victories. Success goes in cycles, so in so your next peak should be coming soon. Instead of focusing on the fact that you found yourself in a valley, focus your energy on figuring out how to best climb toward your next summit. Uh, another thing to do is to create a bucket list of things you want to do. Even just creating it, the hope of those that it spurs of those things you want to do in your life, that boasts dopamine, which again is one of those um, feel-good chemicals. Taking an action on one of them would be even better. Of course, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right to, to ignore that the fact that there may be physical or physiological explanations for what you're going through. So maybe you need to see your doctor. There may be, um, you know, something that a doctor can do to help deal with the physiological issues that will help you feel better. And certainly take a serious look at your life, especially if if this is an ongoing thing or a recurring thing. Is something or someone in your life feeding a tendency you already have toward negativity? Or, you know, even beyond that, is someone abusing you emotionally or physically? That certainly can be a cause of being down and, 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 and even depressed. And you deserve better. You deserve better. Nobody deserves to be treated cruelly. 
if it's a recurring or ongoing situation in your life, it may be, you know, that if you're frequently depressed or down, therapy, uh, counseling may help. There are lots of things you can do. And let me just, you know, I, I want to end by saying, and I really didn't go into this episode thinking I wanted to talk about depression or, you know, that sort of thing. But I feel like it would be irresponsible for me not to acknowledge that there may be somebody listening to this who really has has been down or depressed so long that you don't feel like you have much hope of, of things getting any better. And I, I want you to know that you can get help, that there, if you feel like you're in a crisis, if you're, especially if you're having thoughts of hurting yourself, or but even if you're not, if you just feel like you're in that kind of crisis, that this has gone beyond just being in a funk for a while, you can get confidential help immediately. You can call a 24-hour toll-free confidential nas- national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And there will be links in the show notes for this episode, which will be at theproductivewoman.com slash 84. There'll be links for that. So if you need someone to talk to, there is help there. So I guess, you know, that's what did I want to accomplish with this show? I guess, like I said, I've received emails. I've certainly experienced these times myself uh, where life's been hard or even without explanation, I've just been kind of down. And these are some of the things that I do to try to turn myself around, improve my mood, feel better about life. I would love to know what works for you. What what do you think about all this? Do you have suggestions for ways to, to deal with those times in life when you're just feeling down and kind of in the dumps? I'd love to hear from you about that. Please feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts. You can do those a couple different ways. As always, uh, you can leave a comment in the comment section of the show notes. Go to theproductivewoman.com slash 84 and scroll down to the comments there. Or you can post something on the the Productive Woman's Facebook page. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, I'm always happy to hear from you. So you can email your questions, your comments, or your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or you can leave a message, a voice message. Uh, There's other links you can click on either on the website or on the Facebook page where you can just talk right into your computer, your phone or whatever, leave a voice message and nobody will hear that but me. Um, I, I always do love hearing from you. If you find the show helpful, if you, whether this episode or any of the others, there are ways that you can sort of give back a little bit. Maybe you know someone who doesn't yet know about the productive woman, but who might enjoy this episode or some of the others. So tell them about it, show them how to subscribe and and where they can find the website. And if you feel like you could, I, I would appreciate it if you consider leaving a review of the productive woman on iTunes or in Stitcher, there are links to do that in the show notes. And uh, I appreciate the feedback very much. I've mentioned in the past a couple of things. If you have a group, a a meeting, a business retreat or a women's retreat, women's group meeting, any of those sorts of things, 
where you you think the group would enjoy a conversation about productivity related topics, I would love to come and, and share that experience with you. So send me an email at feedback at the productive woman.com, or you can call me at 972-638-0308. And we can talk about how I can maybe add value to your group. I'm also planning to start a productive woman mastermind group uh, in later this year. I'm working on putting it together now to kind of get it organized. This will be a very small group of women, no more than probably six, who are committed to becoming more productive and making lives that matter. So we'll meet every week, maybe every other week, depending on schedules, via Skype, uh, and there'll be more information to come. So if you're, if that's something you're interested in, I've heard from a few of you already, and I'm, I'm, you know, uh, compiling that list, and I'll be getting back to you soon with more information. So if it's something you're interested in, please email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and just put mastermind in the subject line. Let me know you're interested, and I'll be in touch. Before we wrap up, I want to say a quick thank you to lynda.com who helps support this show. lynda.com is the place to go for high quality video tutorials on all kinds of topics. They literally have thousands of courses, all of which are taught by industry experts, and they're constantly adding new ones. These courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced and uh, every kind of topic you can imagine. Uh, So now may be a great time to learn a new skill or expand your knowledge in an area you already know a little something about. Their courses cover, oh, you know, some of the task management systems that we've talked about on the show, how to use them. There's courses on photography, all sorts of business-related and education-related topics. Pretty much anything you can think of. They've got really good video tutorials. Um, And you don't pay for these by course. You get access to their entire library of courses for one low monthly price. And um, Productive Woman listeners can actually get a free 10-day trial uh, by going to lynda.com slash TPW. And Lynda is L-Y-N-D-A. So lynda.com slash TPW for The Productive Woman. And during that free trial period, You'll get unlimited access, so you know maybe when you're on on a break, um, you know vacation, you could give it a try. Go to lynda.com/tpw and try it out. Let me know what you think when you've checked them out. Thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of the productive woman. And that's it for this episode of the show. Thank you for spending this time with me. I appreciate it more than you probably realize. I hope you found something in this episode that was helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and hearing your feedback. And I also look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.